so day 23, uh, 11 to go. Well, we're going to make this. <laughs> Look, I think I'm just, just scraping by. I've got some beers left. So How many? I think um, a few. Uh, a few. <laughs> probably about 30 or so. I'll be fine. Thirty. Okay, <laughs> that's plenty to make it through. <laughs> um, I think I've got about three left. So it's. Uh, oh man, that's. A, I've got some wine as well, just for in case. And oh, then some man. rum as a backup to the wine. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're not brewing your own beer in your bathtub yet. No, no, no. Too much effort. If uh, it might get to it yet, though, if the lockdown but gets I've, extended to September or something. Yeah, a, a recipe that's been doing the rounds that I've been tempted with is um, pineapple beer. It's called. I can't remember the name now. Tepin, I want to say Tepinash, Tepash, Tepash. Um, and that looks pretty tasty. It's like a fermented pineapple drink. Takes okay. you about four days to do. Looks really nice. good. So if, if if it gets to that point, I'll probably investigate that. Nice. Very nice. So um, we're here. We're doing another show. Although we said last time it was the last one. We'll uh, call this we, N plus one. Yeah. Uh, we we can't seem to stay away, so uh, uh, this is uh, this is Talk Central, uh, the occasional podcast that we do when we feel like it, um, and uh, it seems to be more frequent right now because uh, Rachel and I can't go anywhere, so we may as well talk to each other on the interwebs. Yeah, I'll make some use out of a Sunday. I mean, it, it, it's quite nice to be back in this position right now. I mean, Sunday afternoon tech chats, right? I mean, we absolutely kind of, fantastic. It's just the problem is there's not much tech to talk about. <laughs> Well, there's a fair yeah, amount happening, actually. There's a fair amount happening right now, as we will discover shortly. Shall we? Uh, yeah, please we enlighten in? us, Duncan. Yeah, let's do it. Shall we dive in and do this? I'm Duncan McLeod. And I'm Richard van der Berg. This is Talk Central, episode 273. Yep, last week was not the end after all. Just like yeah. the lockdown. <laughs> Let's hope there isn't a version 3.0 to this. On the podcast this week, it's lockdown day 23, 12 days to go. Also this week, we'll talk the tech news, and there's plenty of it. It's Sunday afternoon, we're still in lockdown, and it's time to talk everything technology. How flexible is your device? Are you a person on the move and need your device to move with you? The Mesa Fundi goes wherever you go. It allows you to take notes, sketch your great ideas, sign documents, and get work done wherever you are. Attach Microsoft Office for the ultimate experience. Make the shift and upgrade to the Mesa Fundi with Windows 10 Professional. The Mesa Fundi. Flexibility reimagined. Available online and in store at all leading retailers. Mesa recommends Windows 10 Professional. Visit mesa.ca.za for more information. When life gets harder, you get smarter. You don't mission, you level up like a boss. Connect Vox Fiber to your home, starting from 554 Rand per month. Level up your experience with Airtime's Wi-Fi boosters, Vobi Voice app calling, Office 365, and over 160 other products to enhance your lifestyle. Live smart. Level up with Vox. Visit vox.co.za to view our range. T's and C's apply. How's it, Rahat? How's it, Duncan? We're surviving down here. Uh, can you hear me? It's 73 days since lockdown. Uh, you're also locked down on the bridge or whatever starship you're on over there. <clears throat> oh, yes. At least we've got the high fiber internet, so we are good. We're good. What? Uh, I presume that's a Star Wars background. Um, I don't recognize the ship, though. Uh, neither do I, Duncan. I must be honest with you. I just got uh, teleported here and... Um, yeah. Um, Do we need to send first, in a rescue first, ship? No, no, it's good. There's no, there's no survivors here. As you can see, it's pretty empty. I'm just trying to figure out the controls. Okay. I should make it back to Earth um, at some point in the next 50 years or so. All right. You just need to find those warp coils. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> well, damaged, Duncan. Wait, that's, Everything's that's damaged. Star Trek. That's Star Trek, isn't it? <laughs> and that's Star Trek behind me over here, because I heard you were putting a, a Star Wars background on, and we're talking about <laughs> Picard today, so uh, I thought we needed to counterbalance the Star Wars background with a bit of uh, a bit of Star Trek as well. Fair so enough. there we go. There we go. Okay. Uh, lockdown, day 23, 12 days to go. I said 11 earlier. Um, I think we can make another 12 days. If, if there's an extension, I think I am uh, going to get rather depressed. 
Look, should we start uh, hedging some bets now to see what it's going to be? I don't want to curse it, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as uh, no. we all get back to normal after, after this lockdown, right? It'll be interesting to see what they do, but I'm kind of fearing for the worst. I think, um, I think it's fun to have this type of power. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 do, I do think our politicians are enjoying this a little bit too much. Totally, totally. Mm. Look, I mean, it's uh, at the end of the day, right? We're losing jobs, and people are people um, not or don't have food, right? People are, don't have, get the income to to buy food. So, um, it's a problem. We, that needs to be that needs to be fixed, right? And that goes down to industry. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you know, the repercussions of where we are is already going to be felt a long, long time after after lockdown is done. Yeah, you but and yeah, I we and, can't and put it off for much longer. Everyone in the middle classes, I think, are, 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 are we can do this. But you know, all those guys who you know who have uh, uh, who got casual labour, who you know work in people's gardens, who um, rely on on piecework to to get mm. by. These guys aren't necessarily earning any money right now. I'm sure people are trying to help them out um, where they can. Um, but I think a lot of people there's a risk of hunger in this country. Um, if I think there's already concern. hunger, to be honest with you. I mean, there's been some, well, I mean, looting isn't necessarily just the only sign, but um, it's been coming for, for a little bit. I mean, we, we already have poverty as it is. This is just exacerbating that problem. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I was out I was out on the roads. When was it? Last week, I had to go to the shop. Um, and I was a little bit disappointed to see how it, it seemed like business as usual. There's a lot of people out, uh, outside of the kind of the grocery store the roads are definitely a lot busier now, and people are definitely visiting each other. There's, there's a lot of that going on, yeah. which isn't, isn't supposed to happen. Yeah, look, it's a bit of a tricky situation, right? I mean, if, if you don't have anything and you're a beggar, you're going to go onto the side of the road. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I was driving. Collect, clean the bins and stuff. They seem to be, there's some guys back on duty there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I just, it's, it's interesting problems. Yeah, you're right. I, I went to the spa uh, up the up the road from me the other day, um, and uh, the, the beggars all over the streets at the at the traffic lights. They're back out in force. Uh, no social distancing going on. Um, I think if this lockdown is extended beyond the 30th of April, there's going to be a, a, a natural um, breakdown of it, and I think people are going to start disregarding the rules. And that's going to be very easy to do in the suburbs, right? Because the police can't patrol everywhere. Exactly. And like you said, I think it's already happening. I mean, when I went to the shop, you can see the old car parked outside a house. You know, the guys that are either stopping by for a visit or dropping off stuff. Now, it's difficult to judge people if they, they mm. might be dropping off food legitimately. Yes. But, I mean, this does beg the question. I mean, the, the purpose of a lockdown is kind of, um, isn't it kind of a, a problem in our current situation? Shouldn't we rather have safer back-to-work protocols, make sure everybody, I mean, let movement happen, but rather enforce, um, you know, the things that need to happen, like social distancing versus lockdown. So if you're standing in a queue somewhere or if people are walking on the roads, you know, that mentality of keeping your distance should be enforced everywhere. I mean, that's just one of the things, right? I mean, yeah. rather than a complete lockdown where you know, your business is losing out big time daily. Yeah. Because if people are going to, just, just one last point on that. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. If... If, if it's in any of the shopping malls in any case, like we've started to see coming out now, right, it's still going to spread. And, there, and there's already measures in place to kind of prevent it with hand sanitizer and stuff. But that can be deployed to other areas as well. Probably be, mm. and probably be, we can probably be more responsible that way because people aren't going to be desperate mm. um, to try and get money or at least yeah. get a job. Yeah. But um, as I said earlier, I think our politicians are kind of enjoying this uh, this newfound power a little bit too much. And I think some of the rules that are being introduced are a bit ridiculous. And one of those is the rules on the sale of hot food uh, at supermarkets. Um, there was a bit of a social media outcry in the last few days over the uh, the minister. I think it was either Minister Tele or, or Minister Nkosazana Zuma who said that um, there'll be no hot chickens sold at your local Woolworths. Um, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure what the point of that is. I mean, hot food is not going to spread the coronavirus. If you can buy a cold chicken, why can't you buy a hot chicken at the supermarket? And by the same token, um, the uh, the decision to not allow e-commerce companies to provide non-essential services, I think, in my view, is completely ridiculous. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Um, and I had, a, I had a very good chat this week with, um, with, with uh, the CEO of Take-A-Lot. 
Um, you'll find the YouTube interview on our channel or just check the Tech Central website for it uh, with Kim Reed, the CEO of Take A Lot, who, um, who basically made an impassioned plea to government. Let us sell anything we want. We have the right uh, protections in place. It's not. It's going to keep people out of the shops. Uh, we can deliver. Uh, and I, I agree with him. Let, let, mm. let there be unfettered e-commerce of all products. Um, uh, I think it's crazy. I, and I don't know why the government is being so hard asked on that particular point. But isn't this the problem? It's this totalitarian mindset that we're starting to get. It, it's now in a position where it's very easy to to kind of execute that thinking. And um, <clears throat> the just coming back to the food thing, I believe the, the actual law doesn't specify that hot food may not be sold, which is now becoming a bit of an issue of contention because yes. it doesn't say that hot food cannot be provided or frozen meals or any of those things. That's um, right. So it seems to be a ministerial call that's been made. And now, you know, obviously, because it's out in the media, people now, you know, the police are enforcing it as such. Yes. Which is a um, problem. There's an organization, uh, another guy, his name is Pete LaRue. He runs an organization called Saka Licha. Um, Afrikaans for Business League, I think. Uh, and they are uh, taking the minister to court now to challenge the sale of hot food. So um, that's all power to them. I hope they, yeah. uh, hope they win in court and bring it on an urgent basis. But I think this is, this is a point I was trying to make earlier too with going to the shop. It's still, I mean, if you, everybody has an excuse of going to the shop, right? So I can go anywhere and just be mm. going to the shop if you think about it. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, I'm, it's not going to allow me to go to Pretoria from Joburg. There, I will definitely get stopped and, and questioned, and there's no reason for me to go that far. But You could probably get that far if you took the back roads. <laughs> probably. Um, but, I mean, I can I can go a fair distance from my house. Anywhere in Joburg, you can probably do if you're in the suburbs. Um, mm. It, it, again, it's the mindset. So now we're locking everything down, the South African mindset of we're just trying to survive and get by with our little luxuries. So we're going to make things happen, right? We're in, 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 intuitive that way. Um, whereas if business comes back to normal, but strict policies are adhered to services that can deliver food so that you don't engage. I mean, I had some milk delivered the other day f uh, through Uber Eats from my local Woolworths. I could have driven, but I kind of... I did feel like, you know, limiting my interaction for another week would be good. You know, I, I would like to at least just put, uh, put some barrier between me and my last interaction with the outside world. Mm -hmm. And um, it was fine. He dropped the milk off outside. I asked him, well, I, I kind of, I was working in the garden so I could see him. I asked him just to drop it. I'll get it just now. It was fine. I mean, I would like to, to continue shopping like that without having to necessarily leave my house. Why yes. am I not allowed to do that? I mean... It's probably the safest way to to, to interact with anybody or, or to buy your groceries if you have to. Mm. Yeah, premium, not everybody can do that. Absolutely. Um, it's true. Not everyone can do that. So it's it's only going to appeal to the middle classes and up. Um, but, uh, you know, something has to be done to get this economy going again. Um, there's no economic activity right now. And uh, that seems like an easy and safe way to, to start to get things done. Now, the supermarkets are doing some really interesting stuff in terms of online deliveries, etc. Um, they've partnered... Pick and Pay is partnered with, uh, uh, I think it's Bottles, the Bottles app to deliver food. Uh, uh, Checkers is, um, uh, mm. and, and, and several of them have, have sort of introduced drive-through uh, uh, online orders. Um, uh, so you can email or, or fill in your details on a website and go pick it up uh, without having to get out of your car at the supermarket, which obviously helps in, the, in stopping the spread of contagion. Um, but I, I see no argument about against me, for example, if I want to buy that new 180-inch TV and have it delivered to me. Well, you know, why not? If they deliver it, put it outside the door, there's no interaction. I don't need to shake their hands. I don't even need to sign anything electronic. I can, I can, I can you know, they can just drop it off and I can acknowledge that, that it's been dropped off on, my, on the sidewalk outside or outside my back door. Uh, and uh, off I go and there's been no spread of COVID-19. Oh, exactly. I mean, I was I was with a little bit of a first world problem dilemma the other day. I was I was trying to. I don't have a big enough pot to make a big stew, and I was really in the mood for a stew. I wanted to make something like a big stew. You can't buy. You can't buy most of those utensils anywhere. Kitchen utensils, right? So you can't mm -hmm. buy. You can buy a gas cooker. You can buy the food, but you can't buy anything to cook it, cook it in. Um, same with computers. I've seen some posts where people computers for some reason, or as they do, broke. Um, there's, there's, there's not really anything you can do. The problem is the black market or the, the suburban market is now flourishing because I'm already seeing on Facebook people are posting publicly. Um, does anybody have, including alcohol and cigarettes, do they do they have computer, do they have any of these things that I might need? And people are obviously buying a sailing. So the need to survive is obviously outstripping 
the law at this point. I mean, if people need to work or if people yeah. uh, need to get a hold of something, they're going to find a way to do it. Yeah, and it's it's particularly true on the on the ban on on, on cigarettes and alcohol. The black market will thrive very quickly, and we've mm. seen that before. And the problem is organized crime then gets involved. Um, uh, personally, I mean, I don't smoke, but I find the the ban on 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 cigarettes to be ridiculous. Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, even the argument with you know the the, the lung disease that Corona is is a problem. It's not really. It's, you don't limit people's freedoms like this by dictating them what they can and can't do. It's, it is really going to push them to the boundaries, and we've, we have seen this before. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the only way to prevent this is to, to reopen the normal trade, right? Um, let people go about their businesses, albeit in a very limited fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens? I mean, it's, it's, it's now almost a cycle of an entire salaried month for most companies and most businesses. Yeah. Um, me a year ago with my small business would not have been able to survive, right? I would have definitely had some client fall off because some of my clients were were in that kind of um, position where they won't, their clients won't be paying them or bringing new business. So there's a lot of my friends who are in that exact position. And a month cycle like this is now becoming a huge issue because anything after April, how much, how much um, leeway do you have within other credit card or savings? Yeah. <clears throat> I think that month gap is, is where we're going to see a real problem. I think exactly. Um, and, and I think this lockdown has to end on the 30th. I think anything beyond that is just going to damage this economy beyond measure. Uh, and, and I think the way to do it is, no, you don't just make it a free-for-all and you know, mm. everyone returns to the shops and, and business meetings and all the rest of it. You continue to encourage uh, business meetings to happen via Zoom and, and Microsoft Teams and that sort of thing. Encourage people to continue to work from home and only go into mm. the office if absolutely necessary. And in supermarkets and in shopping centers, you actively encourage social distancing. So you say, well, um, you know, how many square meters is this shop? It's a, if it's a thousand square meters, you allow in X number of people. And once that number is reached, you don't, you, there has to be a queue outside with people queued about two meters apart. These are the sort of ru- uh, rules I think we're going to have to have in place going forward um, as mm. we sort of manage the exit from this lockdown. But I don't think this hard lockdown that we've got right now can be sustained beyond the 30th of April. It's just going to destroy this economy. Yeah, look, I really hope we don't get, I mean, we're already in bad shape, very, very bad shape. I don't, I really hope, you know, for us, like it does improve. And look at the awesome opportunity. We just touched on it earlier. Um, e-commerce has already come to the party. I think some of the players are a bit slow to the party, but I guess they're also trying to fight the supplier chain, right? I mean, you can't really deliver something you can't buy. Um, once we once we see business back in action, now we have that opportunity to really come up with the cool ideas, make sure that our, our deliveries like like um, bottles, Uber Eats and uh, Mr. Delivery are really able to do these big things, you know, get the Uber drivers to, you know, also on board. They've got bigger space so they can probably transport more more groceries or even that big screen TV you want, Duncan, if yours should break. I don't know if 180 inch will fit in an Uber. But <laughs> Uber, Uber van, Uber van. There we go. <laughs> but we've got, we've got some amazing opportunities here. I mean, I've, Already within lockdown, you can you can see what people are coming up with to to other assist or to make a quick back. You know, you can't fault people for making masks and trying to sell them. I mean, I think it's a great initiative, and we're seeing a lot um, yeah. even before masks were kind of re- re- required or at least recommended. Um, and in, in, I mean, I, I also read uh, some of the beer companies, and of course, my main concern is is the beer industry because they, especially the craft beer guys, these are all small yeah. businesses. Um, some of them already have already folded, letting go of staff because they can't. I mean, your turnover yeah. is very much based on a month by month. Yeah, it's the, interesting. I mean, how do those guys cope? I mean, you, you're an expert on the craft beer industry. Um, you know, they've they've got they've they've got the stuff maturing in in is it barrels? It's not barrels. What do they call it? In, in, fermentation uh, tanks. Yeah, fermentation tanks. tanks. What's happened to that beer that's sitting there? Well, I, you won't be. I'm I'm sure. I well, I haven't got any. I haven't spoken to any brewers directly about what they do if they're saving their beer. I mean, I can only imagine some of them must have snuck out to go and look after their beer if they had to. Otherwise, they would be losing mm. batches, right? Mm. Um, I, I don't know what, what that answer is. I, I do know that I think now last week was the deadline for excise tax on alcohol productions and other, the, the industry had to pay the taxes on um, stuff they've brewed in December, but there's no, for the next, you know, the void that's being created now by the, the lack of brewing capability, um, craft beer going off, potentially sitting on shelves, um, not being able to replenish 
know what you should have been brewing now we're coming to a gap maybe in three or four months where we're going to have a gap in the market with craft beer these guys aren't going to be able to get income because they had to pay the tax mm. it's a messy situation because you know they they're not in no position to to really actually make their business happen right now yeah and, and i think the food industry is very much the same we're talking about restaurants small business a lot of lot of small own uh, you know restaurant owned businesses it's a month-to-month business mostly yeah Mornay Smith in the comments section uh, says, uh, agree, allowing take a lot, et cetera, to do deliveries will actually minimize the contact footprint. Exactly. Uh, instead of having people trapped off to the shops, you have a single uh, contact with a single person doing a delivery. And he says, even allowing fast food deliveries uh, is mm. uh, a good thing. And I agree with that as well. Why not allow, why not allow you, your restaurants uh, and, and, uh, and even your fast food joints to repurpose themselves for, mm. for that sort of thing? Mm. Why, why, why can't I order my Nando's or from my local Indian restaurant and have it delivered to me? I mean, I'm not going to go sit in a restaurant and and and, yeah. uh, and potentially spread coronavirus or contract coronavirus. But if if they can do it in a in a controlled environment, um, let them and let them exactly. deliver to us as a way of uh, it just, these rules just seem a little not not even a little a lot draconian, uh, and uh, mm. some relaxation of these rules I think uh, should have actually started already. It seems simple. It, I mean, that suggestion seems very simple, right? Because now the pizzeria down the road is a, is a single point that has to stay clean and sanitized. They make sure their staff isn't checked in terms of, of yeah. uh, fever. Um, every every connection between the delivery driver, my house, or anybody's house is monitored. So should anything happen, you can trace back. But I think the important, yeah, the important thing is 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 no contact with that outside world. We need we need these small businesses we need these small businesses up and running. Um, yeah, we need the people to to be back at work doing what they do, right? Yeah. We, we're creating gaps that's going to be a higher wall to climb over. I suppose the risk is is a lot of people rely on uh, minibus taxis as a means of transport, and uh, and I suppose um, that is a potential source of the spread of coronavirus. But realistically, has much of that that's going to happen regardless, right? We've already seen the taxi minibus legislation change to what seventy percent capacity. Yeah, you've seen the footage coming out of any of the informal settlements in the townships where it's impossible to have social distancing. There, it's, mm. I don't know how you would sit in a small. Nobody would be able to do that, and understandably, these people are out in the streets. So where it's where we're most vulnerable is already exposed. Um, the transport and you know, where people are living in high density areas. Um, mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. Who are we really protecting at the end of the day? Yeah. Good question. So uh, 12 days to go. We hope uh, um, maybe we'll do one more podcast record before the end of this. <laughs> and hopefully by then we'll have some insight into whether this is actually going to end on the 30th of April. But let's talk about Spectrum because that's a really interesting mm. story. Um, undoubtedly the biggest uh, story of the last week in the tech space. And that's that ICASA on Friday announced that um, it is uh, provided the details of the uh, Spectrum it's going to be allocating on an emergency basis to operators. Uh, they're talking about three bands of spectrum, sorry, five bands of spectrum, 700 megahertz, 800 megahertz, uh, 2.3 gigahertz, 2.6 gigahertz, and 3.5 gigahertz. Um, maybe I should go through those in turn because they're quite, they're all quite interesting. Uh, so at seven and 800 megahertz is obviously what's called the digital dividend spectrum. Uh, and it's interesting that ICASA has, has made this available on a temporary basis because it is the spectrum used by television broadcasters and they are still using it for both analog and digital broadcasts because we haven't obviously completed our migration from analog to digital to television, uh, which is supposed to free up those bands through something called a digital restacking process. Um, and it's probably going to be a couple of years still before that pro- pro- project gets finished um, at the very least. Now, ICASA said to, uh, I think it's Vodacom, MTN and Telcom, you can have access to the spectrum. Um, which is really, really interesting. Um, now, apparently, from my conversations with the operators, they're actually able to make use of it, despite the fact that the broadcasters are sitting in there. They use something called geo, um, I forget the, phrase, the exact technical term, terminology, but it's based on, on, uh, on the location of the base station and whether the broadcasters are actually broadcasting in that particular frequency in that particular area. Uh, so if the broadcaster is not broadcasting their channels in that particular area on the particular frequency that's been allocated by ICASA, then they can actually enable 
uh, broadband on that base station. So there will be some ability to use that spectrum even before the uh, digital migration has taken place, which I thought was really, really interesting. And mm. we, therefore, we should probably allocate the spectrum as part of the auction process immediately, which is ICASA's plan, of course, this year, um, and allow the operators to use that spectrum on a, on a geographically limited basis until then. Um, the other interesting thing about the, uh, the digital dividend spectrum that's been awarded is it's the first time that telecom has got access to sub one gigahertz spectrum. And that's uh, historically been a, a big problem for them because uh, of course, Cell C, MTN and Vodacom all have not sub 900 and uh, they don't. I think the, the lowest spectrum band they have for mobile is 1800. So uh, potentially it's very good news for telecom, although it's, it's also only temporary spectrum. So it's not clear how much they can actually take advantage of this, including the fact that it's in the broadcast bands. Uh, but um, uh, it, 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 from a cost perspective, it, it should help telecom improve uh, and, and help them improve their, uh, their, their coverage because 900 is much better at uh, providing broader coverage than the higher frequencies. Uh, and it could, in theory, uh, if they're able to use it extensively, which uh, they probably can't because of the broadcasters, but in theory, it would allow them to lessen their reliance on their roaming partner, Vodacom, um, uh, particularly, I think, for, for outside the cities or where, they, where their coverage isn't that good. So interesting developments in, the, in those two bands. Um, then they've also allocated 2.6, which is a, a kind of an... A, 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 um, what do they call it, uh, extra bandwidth for, typically for 4G LTE services. So additional spectrum allocated there on a temporary basis. Also in the 2.3 gigahertz band, although there may be some sort of dispute coming there. Um, we're hoping to have a story on that in, on Tech Central soon. Um, that's also a 4G band. And uh, then in the 3.5 uh, gigahertz band, there's also been spectrum allocated. Now 3.5 is ideal for 5G. Uh, and my initial thought when I saw the saw this included in the spectrum, uh, the emergency spectrum allocation, temporary spectrum allocation was, wow, the operators can now roll out 5G pretty promptly. But apparently they can't because uh, they, they're going to need to import equipment and there's quite a bit of work that needs to do, be done to retool that spectrum. And given that there's a risk of that spectrum, they're going to lose that spectrum again as soon as this crisis is over and they can't be guaranteed they're going to get access to that band or the same spectrum in that band post uh, the auction. Um, they may elect not to roll out 5G. And in fact, Vodacom has explicitly stated that they're going to be using the temporary spectrum assignment specifically for, uh, for improving their 2G, 3G, and 4G coverage and not so much 5G. Although um, they do have a roaming agreement with Liquid Telecom, which is building out a 5G network at the moment. So that's probably where they're focusing their efforts. But it's going to be interesting to see what MTN does because they've also been given access to 3.5 and they're also champing at the bit to roll out 5G. So maybe we'll see some limited uh, 5G rollouts in the cities. Uh, during this uh, lockdown period, during the COVID na national state of, of disaster, which uh, which uh, continues for a period, I think, well, I think it's up to the president to determine when that when that finishes. But they're going to have the spectrum beyond just the lockdown, and possibly up to as late as the 30th of September this year. So, in the weeks ahead, we're going to see some interesting developments. I think as these uh, as these network operators start to, to take advantage of this additional spectrum, and I think at the very least. Uh, if you're on uh, uh, one of these networks, you should see uh, an improvement in your signal and probably in your uh, 3G and 4G throughput uh, within the next month, six weeks or so. I was looking at my data usage this morning, actually, and I still have 100% left. So it's not really helped me. I'm got fi I've got fiber. <laughs> I've got the same problem. I've got this huge data cap on mobile, but I, I have, I've used less than half a gigabyte in the last month. <laughs> Yeah, my phone is actually feeling a bit lonely. Maybe I should switch over. Yeah, just switch off your Wi-Fi and use some mobile. <laughs> <laughs> but all this uncapped, beautiful fiberglass running from our house. Yeah. It's too tempting. Yeah, I've got the same the same problem. The same, not a problem at all, of course. Yeah, um, but it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah. But it's good news for those who don't have uh, a fixed line at home. Um, oh, certainly. I mean, I think in, in, increasing, uh, especially if you're looking at the high density areas where everybody's going to be uh, on their phones, right? So the mobile operators are, are certainly smiling in that regard. And I've seen some good specials coming out in terms of data packages, but nothing, I think that it's, it's really mind blowing where we can go, yes, this finally meant something for data prices. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I, I recently moved to a new mobile operator, and um, I am now paying 199 rand a month for 20 gigabytes of data, which I think is pretty good. That's not bad at all. Which package? Which operator is that on? 
Uh, they're the same color as my background. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Oh, the guys that I've been with for a long time. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they. Uh, it's a good deal, and um, I'm actually finding the network to be pretty good, pretty solid. Yeah, look, I've been with them since like '96 or something. I can't believe it's been that long, but yes, I've not had many problems with them apart from the normal run of the mill issues. But their, their their connectivity has been very consistent. I've been very mm. happy. Mm. So exciting times. We'll see. Uh, we'll see exactly what what these networks look like. But um, provide some feedback to the show uh, and let us know uh, if you have seen an improvement or see an improvement in the weeks ahead. Info at techcentral.ca.za is the email address to use, or just leave a comment under this uh, under this video. Uh, let, let's talk about the new iPhone. Um, there was nothing fancy, no fancy launches. Of course, Apple isn't really doing any keynotes at the moment because of the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, but they just posted it on their website, brand new iPhone uh, called the iPhone SE. Uh, they've used that terminology in a device before. Uh, so this is, in effect, the second iPhone SE. And it replaces the iPhone 8 lineup, which they were still selling. 4.7-inch uh, screen, so pretty small. Um, although, uh, if you look back through history, it's actually fairly large for an iPhone. Mm. Um, uh, if you exclude the most more, more modern devices, sort of post uh, the Plus devices they introduced, I think with the iPhone 8 or the iPhone, even the iPhone 10, where they went went for bigger bigger screen sizes. Um, but it's it's a it's a not a bad looking little device if you don't mind small screen phones. Um, I think small screens are very popular. I think that size is quite a popular size, uh, especially amongst many kind of many consumers who's not really not really bothered with tech. They just want something that's recognizable and working, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's got a good processor in it. It's got the same uh, A thirteen Bionic chip mm. that powers the iPhone eleven Pro. Uh, which is which is quite remarkable. So this this phone is is future proofed. Um, it starts at sixty four gigabytes of storage and goes up from there. Uh, starts at four hundred dollars, um, which a few weeks ago would be a lot less in rand terms than it is today. But with the exchange rate, so it's currently sitting at eighteen rand eighty, according to my uh, stream deck in front of me. Uh, that is uh, that is going to work out to over eight thousand rand for that device once you factor in import duties and other things. Um. We've known that, I mean, I've, I love Apple for the fact that they, their, their products last, right? I still have an yeah. old iPad, second or third generation that doesn't run many things other than good streaming services. Um, but I think this is, I mean, it's obviously a great way to repackage old tech because um, we know it's, it's, it's still pretty much current. I would, have been, I would have been enticed by this product if I wasn't locked into um, Android. But yeah, now it'll be a tough sell to get me away from. I mean, I think it's a, it's a good second second device to have for, for those of us that want want to play with both uh, both operating systems. Yeah, and people that's upgrading, I think it's going to be a nice little upgrade. But it does beg the question. I mean, we, it's it's okay, obviously it's it's part of the SE series, so we're not expecting them to to kind of bring anything amazingly new. But yeah, what what else is there to bring to to an iPhone these days? We haven't really seen many really interesting innovations in that space no you're right um but i think the iphone launch in september this year is going to be quite interesting because it's going to have 5g um it's going to uh potentially have a new design um and i'm sure it's going to have up upgraded cameras to compete with the samsung galaxy s20 ultra um but it'll also again it'll be a very expensive phone starting at a thousand dollars and with the rand that's fallen i think even a base level iphone 12 pro is probably going to probably going to come in uh, at sort of the 22, 23,000 Rand level for a base level iPhone mm. Pro. Um, you st you start expensive. getting that much, you start getting that much new, right? I mean, upgraded camera, nice. I mean, your screens, I need the uh, social media, I need displays photograph at, photographs at a certain resolution. You only watch them at a certain resolution. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of weird counter arguments you can make about this year's tech versus 2018 tech for argument's sake. You know, I think there's a good enough argument with what we have now. I mean, I might sound like I'm a bit cynical on <laughs> on this new phone, but I think it's a general argument that can be made about uh, smartphones in general. Mm. Um, unless you do an upgrade cycle every two years and you kind of go for the latest. Uh, I'm very happy with my Mate 20 Pro. I would actually be looking for another Mate 20 Pro if if I am coming to an upgrade cycle, uh, my upgrade um, time, which is in a few months. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's such a great device. I don't know what else is there out there in the Android space that's really mind-blowing for, for the same argument. I mean, we're looking at phones, it's maybe a little bit faster 
a little mm. bit better, but better screen, but we're not really seeing any. I'm not saying we should get any new tech. I'm quite happy with what we've got. Mm. I just want to see those prices coming down a bit. They are very expensive. I'm playing around with this at the moment. Uh, the uh, Samsung Galaxy Samsung, S20 uh, Ultra, yeah. and the cameras on this are just incredible. Um, absolutely amazing. 108 megapixel uh, main camera, uh, although I never shoot at that. Um, and it's got a 10 times, I think it's a 10 times optical zoom, and uh, which is which is also amazing. I think it's a periscope style uh, camera system, um, and it does up to a hundred times digital zoom. Although it's pretty pointless when you get to that level of zoom, but I'm very impressed with this device. It's it's very big though, six point nine inches, uh, and uh, it's heavy as well. But I like it. it. Must be a good gaming device. I mean, that large screen looks like it mm. could. Uh, it's a hundred and twenty hertz screen as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's definitely a, a bonus. Yeah. And what does that one go for? Oh, this is crazy expensive. I think they, I think the price may have come down now, but at launch it was 27,000 Rand. So Ouch. iPhone pricing. Is it still, I mean, what is the operating system like? Is it, I've, I've not been a fan of Samsung for, for that reason. I mean, the phones have been nice, but it's just oh, it's a lot the better. operating systems just never tickled my fancy. No, it's a lot better. It's, it's running Android 10 with something called One UI 2.1. Um, and it's a lot closer to base Android than it used to be. Um, I agree that when it, when it was called Touch, Touch Wiz, I think they used to call it, mm, mm. Um, it was it was pretty horrible. Remember that that wolf, that default wolf whistle that you'd hear everywhere on Samsung phones? That was really terrible. Um, Enough to put you off it. Yeah, but um, no, the software is good, um, and the updates are frequent now. Um, and that's always been a problem with Samsung is they don't up, up, update their software very often, but they. I've received two updates since I got this phone and uh, they're promising monthly security updates and uh, at least two years of, of Android updates, which still isn't that long compared to iPhone. And in my view, the most compelling reason to consider an iPhone is that Apple supports it with, with iOS updates for at least five or six years, which uh, mm. the Android world is really, really poor at doing. No, no. Look, it's still a, it's still a tough call uh, if you if you if you are in the market for an upgrade. I mean, besides really expensive phones and and I, I guess kind of tried and tested devices, um, it's an interesting choice that we have. Yeah, but it's nice to see. I think that iPhone SE is actually going to sell sell very well. And you're right; there's a huge market for people who want smaller screened phones. Uh, um, I, I don't think either of us are that that, that target audience, but uh, a lot of people do don't want these massive bulky. Uh, devices and are quite happy with something that they can they can they can control with one hand. Mm. As long as it's connected to Facebook, right, and Instagram, that's all people want. At the end of the and WhatsApp, of course, yeah. And WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. Does it run WhatsApp? Can you do your banking on it? Uh, yeah. Does it have Facebook? And uh, that's about it, really. That's all they want. Uh, increasingly, they want oh, they want Instagram, and they want uh, increasingly they want TikTok as well. Yeah, and cameras that do amazing filters automatically, so you look amazing as you take them. I don't think people that's that's what people want, not high beauty resolution mode. cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Korean and Chinese phones do a lot of beauty mode. I, mm. I switch it off when I can. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should because I'm such an ugly bugger. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Last thing I wanted to talk about this week, and uh, you've also watched it, and I just finished watching it a week ago is uh, the new Star Trek, which is, uh, again, why I have this uh, logo behind me today. Uh, and that's Star Trek Picard. Rechot, your thoughts on it? Good. Watch it. No, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, I enjoyed Star Trek, but I'm not like a huge, as you can see from my background, I mean, you know where my allegiance lies. But yeah, um, yeah. I, when, when, <laughs> you know, I enjoyed it. Um, but Picard, when I started watching, it was definitely something different, a, a, a much more modern take on the story that's not focused on Starship Enterprise going out and doing missions, right? This was mm. kind of more about the, the story behind the people. It was really awesome to see some of those old faces coming back. I'm sure they had a lot of fun shooting, shooting a lot of those scenes when, um, yeah. you know, when they were together. But the story was good and it's compelling. You found it a little bit slow, I, th I believe you said. But first you know, half, I, I, first I, half, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was heavy going for the first six, five, six episodes. Um, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the storyline, but it started to gel for me about halfway through, and then by the end, I loved it. Yeah, and no, I think uh, it's definitely one of those things that it's. It, you know, I want more. It's like it ended in a way that we can definitely see a few scenes of the show where they yeah. kind of just, just, just take the storyline and kind of. I mean, they can really take it anywhere, right? There's, there's so many angles now that they've, you know, they, they can take the storyline where the other 
revisits things that happened uh, in the original series. If you followed that, with, you know, it'll give uh, fans kind of nice throwbacks, or you can take them to, to a new place, which is kind of what they've done now. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't I wasn't sure about the the choice of actors for some of the some of the roles. Um, I kind of felt that the actors didn't really fit into the Star Trek law and the Star Trek universe. Uh, but uh, it kind of all came together towards the end, and it was great, especially in the latter episodes, to see some of the old uh, uh, some of the old characters, especially uh, Jonathan Frakes, who uh, played Com- uh, uh, Commander William Riker in the original mm. Star Trek Gen- Next Generation. Um, and in the last episode where he appeared with the Enterprise fleet, that was fantastic. Did your did your eyes water up, Duncan? But at any point on that final episode, or are you right? No, no, I was alright. But uh, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I, lo- I love a bit of space opera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was it was it was one of those shows that I will I think I will enjoy again in a year or so when you've kind of like forgotten what it was the, the storyline and you know you kind of just go right back and watch it and enjoy it. Um, I, I would also recommend it. Yeah, we have a look at the uh, comments uh, here. Mornay says, what happened to the recent announcement that fiber should become cheaper due to a court ruling against telecom in favor of ISPs? Is this true? I don't think I remember that court ruling unless it's referring to the estates down in the Western Cape where uh, Vodacom sued telecom for access to its fiber ducts. Is Mornay, is that what you're talking about? Um, Or is it another case? I'm not sure. Uh, there was also a, uh, an agreement with the uh, com- between the Competition Commission and Telcom to cut the price of IP Connect. And in fact, Telcom's introduced a new uh, product to replace IP Connect, where the uh, per megabyte charges to ISPs on a wholesale basis have been have been reduced. Um, although I see some ISPs are now saying that um, Telcom has hiked the line uh, fiber line rental fees uh, uh, on the back of that, uh, and that the cost reductions to end users may, in the end, be. Uh, almost nil. Um, so I'm not sure which of those cases you're referring to. Perhaps you can give us some more detail on that. Um, but I suspect you're talking about the case with the, um, the housing estate in the Western Cape that was uh, that Vodacom took Telcom to court to get access to its fiber ducts. And I think, yeah, I think Vodacom won that if I, if I remember correctly. Um, might be recalling it incorrectly though. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> Um, Rehab, that's our uh, that's our news this week. Um, we're not doing a quiz. Uh, maybe we if we start doing these regularly again, then we'll, we'll instead of bringing the quiz back. I was actually thinking of doing a, a, a riddle section on the show at, at one point. Um, let us know if you'd uh, like us to replace the uh, weekly quiz with riddles, if uh, if that makes more sense, or we could just leave it out entirely. Um, but we are still doing our picks. So Rehab, what do you what do you got this week? So I've been playing. Um, with these headphones, the Logitech Pro, I think they're called the Jeep, the Pro Gs. And I must be honest with you, this is a fantastically comfortable and impressively loud set of headphones, uh, if ever I've tested one. I'm just going to take them off so I can show you what they look like. Um, but they're very comfortable, very soft uh, soft padding on top, uh, really nice cushion covers. I mean, it creates a nice solid snug. If, if you're not the type of person that enjoys kind of a for lack of a better term, a soft vacuum around your ears. This is not the type of thing you want, but it certainly hugs your ears very nicely. And it creates, I mean, it's, it's actually quite, uh, I've used it in the office a few times and you almost can't hear people talking to you. It doesn't have noise cancelling in uh, running, but um, it kind of has that feel to it. But let me just take it off and show you quickly. So it doesn't have... So, I mean, there you can see uh, the soft drivers. Uh, I mean, these things are quite nice. They look nice, yeah. Nice soft padding. I mean, it's got this old school. What do you want to call it? Um, the the, uh, the 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 old school headphones look and feel to it with these little mm. um, twisted cables coming out here. But yeah, look. I mean, very comfortable. Uh, there's a space here for a microphone. I don't. The attachment is in the bag. Let me just get. It, it comes with this really cool pouch. Um, it has a, a USB equalizer also. So if you kind of want to get the most from your gaming, you plug this bad boy in and um, that's when the sound, the sound really comes to life. Uh, nice. But I mean, but it I don't doesn't, use... So it doesn't have active noise cancelling? No, no. I no. mean, it's, it's, it's a gaming headset, right? So you're not, you're not too worried about uh, um, services like that. You want good quality audio coming through your headset. And that's why the, the, the fit around your ears has an illusion of a kind of a noise cancelling, but it's just really good at blocking out um, uh, the, the audio just from a, a spatial point of view. 
but in terms of sound quality and loudness, it's um, it's pretty yeah. impressive. You as, as you'd expect from Logitech audio products. I mean, I've I've got the Z six eighty Z on my desk, as you know. Yes, and um, the sound quality is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool. Now they do Logitech does great product, um, but uh, yeah. So how, how do they how do they work in PUBG, which is probably the most important question? Can you can oh, you yes. hear the can they hear the snipers coming up behind you? Yeah, so that's one of the things. Oh yeah, very much all the time. That's why I'm so good, Duncan. Um, but the, the the spatial audio, I'm not. I don't like I said. I don't use that little equalizer um, plug in, but just as it is. Um, plugged into my phone or even into my computer if I'm playing uh, the PC version of PUBG. Uh, the sound quality is really good. The spatial audio within the headset, I mean, you, I mean, obviously the game audio has a huge part to play with. It doesn't really always re- uh, rely on um, the headphones and such, but uh, the games that I play with, the, you know, the combined um, audio quality of this headphone and then the, the tech in the game, um, it's very impressive. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it gives you that full 360 feel and obviously for music too i mean i prefer listening to music loud so that my neighbors can hear it because we know they all love my music days <laughs> um, but music too there's a there's a nice nice amount of bass in here which is what i like um so if you if you're playing games and you you know there's a bit of explosion or gunfire happening around you uh, you'll probably yeah. want to turn the volume down a little bit on the down on the screen yeah. um, so, so so hang on i just need to clarify something here are you saying your neighbors don't like justin bieber well, I wouldn't know. They never hear that unless they play it, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that good, Do you know how much they cost? <laughs> uh, um, roughly just under two grand, depending on where you buy them. Oh, not too bad um, at all. Yeah, it's not not too bad. Uh, comes with braided cabling, which is which is really nice. So it's, um, you can plug it out on both sides. So it's it's nice and modular. Like I said, it comes with a pouch and uh, a few cable accessories. So when you plug your microphone in, you've got a um, you know, you've got the spitter extension and you've got the little volume control on you. Nice. So it's, yeah, it's been a while since I've raved about um, headphones. I'm just trying to look if I've got anything around you. And these are really, really nice. Fit nice, feel comfortable for long periods of use as gamers do. Yeah. Uh, and not too badly priced. Yeah. Um, so my, my pick this week is, uh, and I just want to actually want to try and get a, a, a trailer up on my screen here um, because we haven't used uh, Zoom's sharing feature at all this week. Um, there we go. Uh, um, so if, if you use, uh, it's, it's also my, my pick this week is a game pick and um, it's uh, a game called Just Cause 4. It's been out for a while. Uh, when it was first released, it was really buggy and really bad. And in fact, I, I disliked it so much that I returned it. I bought it in Steam and I returned it for a full refund, uh, which I very seldom I Remember do. that episode, Duncan? I think mm-hmm. we still have... Yeah, it's on podcast. I'm just teasing. But yeah, yeah, I do remember. That was a, a pretty dark time in our lives. Very dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but um, it's a great game. Uh, they've done a lot of work. They've, um, they've done significant work on it. Uh, the graphics are still look a bit dated, um, which is a bit disappointing for a modern game. It looks like a game that maybe came out five years ago in terms of the graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about the Just Cause franchise, and uh, I think Just Cause 2 is still the best in the series, uh, was the ability to create absolute mayhem and destruction. Um, you, have a, you have a grapple hook uh, that, you can, that you can hook onto anything and you can go flying through the air. You've got a wingsuit. Uh, the mechanics of it, the physics of it are, are absolutely fantastic. So, you, you know, in some games you, um, you know, fall off a cliff and you're dead. <laughs> in this game, you deliberately jump off the cliff because you can haul out your wingsuit, you can grapple onto the cliff and you can go swinging around like Spider-Man all over the place. Uh, it's the real appeal of the game, but you can you can hook stuff together using your your grapple hook. Uh, so you can and there's fuel, these massive fuel tankers lying around everywhere. There's there's massive cell phone towers and buildings and all sorts of stuff, and you can hook them all up and you can you can fling uh, you can fling uh, petrol tankers into buildings and, uh, and and you know just all sorts of total crazy uh, uh, chaos, which really appeals to me. Without any purpose, that's really the appeal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and it's open world so you just go and do whatever you want uh good fun and they've, they've stepped up the level of chaos in this game and the game even has tornadoes in it now um and airplanes that you can fly into tornadoes and you can throw mm. you can throw these burning uh, oil tankers into the tornado <laughs> etc etc the game was very buggy when it came out but they've done a lot of work and it's looking really good now so i wanted to uh, let me just share up the screen here i wanted to uh this is this is an original trailer, but I just wanted to give you a uh, a, a look at um, at what this game is about. Um, unlike last week, I think I'm going to actually share the 
audio this time. So here goes. Rafa, tell me if you can't hear it. Kurwin. There was no fear. No failure. But the rules have changed. The enemy changed. And no one was ready for it. How's that for good fun? Wowzers. <laughs> A lot of explosions. That looked amazing, actually. Yeah, it looks fantastic. So, so how much is it this on week. Steam, right? So it is, no, it's currently on Ep the Epic Game Store. Oh, sorry. Um, Epic, yeah, yeah. So if you go to the Epic Game Store right now and for the next few days, the game is completely free of charge uh, to keep forever. Well, if you don't do that, then you're silly. I'm going to go right now, actually. <laughs> And now, what's the story? What's the storyline like? Is it? Um, oh, it's just an open world like a GTA where you you can engage with missions and then just all mess around. I haven't got that far into the game yet, but it, I think so. I think it is one of those. Certainly, all the previous just causes have been open open okay. world games like that. So I presume this one is the same. I only, I only uh, played the first one. I can't remember much about it. Yeah, but uh, the second one is it was my favorite. But I, I had good good fun with that. So uh, I hope the uh, I hope that audio went out. It should have done this time. I heard it, yeah. Okay, good stuff. And hopefully we don't get a YouTube takedown request as a result of showing that video. But it's always uh, good to experiment and see what we can get away with. <laughs> um, Bradley Reynolds in the in the uh, chat room says, "Yes, please bring on the riddles. I suck at them, but it'll be good to attempt some." Okay, we'll have, we'll come up with a couple of riddles for our next uh, podcast, just for you, Bradley. Uh, and uh, Rechard, I think that's our show, unless you've got anything else. No, Duncan, I'm about ready to go play some games. Just Cause 4? Mm, no, I'm going to download that, but play, play other games. PUBG. PUBG all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I guess. As always, thanks for uh, watching the show. Uh, we, we, uh, we're not disappearing, as we suggested in our last episode. We uh, are going to be around, but we will be doing this podcast on more of an ad hoc basis going forward, depending on how busy Rechard and I get with our uh, regular day jobs. Mm. Um, but uh, hopefully it will be fairly frequent. Uh, and uh, we may even do another one during lockdown. Um, and if lockdown gets extended, which it better bloody will not be extended, uh, we might end up doing quite a few more, Rahat. What do you say? Yeah, I think let's do it. In between my gaming, I do need something to distract me. So let's, let's go for it. I'll be your distraction, Rahat. <laughs> Until next time. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.